0: Hey, we are back with another episode of sessions with mary jane i'm your host jordan freed and
1: i'm your other host rena ezra unfortunately jordan i mean brendan oh my god i did that so many times it makes you guys up brendan won't be able to join us this episode but that's not a problem because we do have two awesome dudes joining us for this episode
0: oh my gosh and it does take two awesome dudes to replace <laughs> Uh and they are very magnificent uh Give it up for cartoonists and art authors and filmmakers and actors. Like I feel like there's a lot going on wow, here. Ben Bartlett and Jeff Homan. Was that a good enough intro? Was that a? Crack?
2: Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't hear nobody fucking clapping
0: though. Fuck? <laughs> I'm out. Cool. Out of here. Um. So you guys are. Joining no, that was perfect. You guys are joining us from uh, Massachusetts. Yes.
2: All right. Where, where else? Both? Where else would we be? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys from New course? Jersey? <laughs>
1: oh, hey, 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 hey.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. We no, we like Jersey. It's New York.
1: <laughs> Have you? Are you guys originally from Boston? I mean, from Massachusetts, and we're in Massachusetts.
3: Go ahead, Josh. Uh, South, yeah, south of Boston. I'm in Halifax. Uh, okay. Ben's in America's hometown, Plymouth.
2: Yeah, you know where the Pilgrims landed and took all the Indian shit?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, well, it's good that you guys have made it all the way here from uh, Massachusetts to be with us today. I don't know if you guys know this. But anytime you are on an episode of Sessions with Mary Jane, we give you some kind of challenge it may be a physical challenge. It may be uh, an interdimensional <laughs> challenge. It may be a mental challenge. It may be an intellectual challenge. It may be a metaphysical challenge, you know? We haven't really given anybody a mes- metaphysical challenge yet, but I guess that would be something along the lines of, I don't know, maybe they would we, have to, have to think of come that. to us during the podcast and like suddenly appear with their particles. I don't, I don't really know what that would be. <laughs> That's true, but-
3: I, I accept all challenges. <laughs>
0: Your challenge tonight as uh, two cartoonists making new stoner canon is you both are going to be challenged to come up with as many stoner characters from books that you guys can. Uh, And you guys could get zero. You guys could get 107,000, like a made up number. Uh, It doesn't really matter. It's just to keep us going in the background of our conversation.
1: Yeah, you can interrupt at any time.
0: Oh, okay. So
3: you mean like um, uh, like Edgar Allan Poe, because he had to be a stoner.
0: Hmm.
1: Did you mean authors? You have to clarify. It's going to be fictional orders, characters.
0: I yeah, I will clarify that. From fictional stoner t- characters okay, from books. But
1: TV, sh- Not TV shows. No TV, TV
0: shows, show. just any books. It could be comic books. It could be graphic novels. Any literary stoner characters, characters who are known to smoke weed or are very coded to smoke weed if they're not uh, from a time where you could openly smoke weed in your uh, literature. But literature has always kind of been subversive. Were you guys always into literature as kids? Uh,
3: Yeah, to some degree. I mean, I was an English major in college, so I've done a lot of reading. Uh, That's an interesting thing, though, because I'm going to have to say that probably 70% of all characters in most literature are based on some sort of stoner. (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) No, no, seriously, seriously. What are you trying to say? Oh yeah. You might've missed that, huh?
2: Yeah. I I missed a little bit. I, for the people listening, I had to step away real quick. I forgot to leave money for my guy and he just texted me so yeah i'm back now no, it's, just it's, a, it's a stoner thing
0: i forgot oh no worries i tried to stall long enough just, but just a quick, quick
1: recap it's just you're going to verse each other it's just the challenge for you guys to do in the background of the podcast and you'll name as many stoner fictional characters from literary works as many as you can you interrupt at any time um uh, something we do everybody gets a different challenge who's been on our show every episode's been different so whatever number you get, you're a winner. Doesn't matter.
0: You're all special in your own ways, right? Right.
2: So yeah. any little any type of, of of oh wow. So I'm gonna say Jeff because he's in a comic <laughs> book, you know. Uh, me, I'm in a comic book. <laughs> right. How far, how far did you get? Or didn't well, you go yet? We
0: distracted yet? him. We distracted him. Oh. We wanted to know. Yes. We so I'm to nothing. <laughs> We wanted to know uh, like, what your literary beginnings were. Jeff said that he was an English major. Wait, what was your alma mater, Jeff? And then we could hear a little bit from Ben, where he's from. What was my alma mater? Yeah, where'd you go to school?
3: Uh, I went to school at UMass Amherst. Nice. Uh, I did not finish because I went to UMass Amherst. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't take uh, 50,000 18 to 22-year-olds and in three square ls,
4: mm-hmm. expect
3: it not to be hell, mm. you know what I mean, yeah, so but it was uh yeah, it was uh, a very interesting thing um what I'm most proud of coming out of that school, believe it or not, was the paper that I had to write that was ten pages long on why a dog has a tail and <laughs> final. Con- Final conclusion was to cover its asshole. <laughs> wow. I was gonna
2: say that the most grateful thing coming out of that college is that you were still fucking alive. Right. I'm <laughs> just saying, man. You Bass Amherst is probably the biggest party school in the in the country.
0: Oh really? One off. Yep. One off. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any stories, stories from uh I didn't go. <laughs> I, I I
2: got out of high school and went right to work for that guy down there. In his construction company.
4: Okay.
3: Oh, well, I will say, I will say that we, uh, we funded our parties by literally moving five pounds of weed a week. <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, what is, what is each of your first stoner stories? Your first time smoking weed? Or eating it? Go, so, Go ahead,
2: Greg. I'm not going to say my first time smoking weed, but one of the first times i was with a buddy of mine we were sitting on top of my shed smoking a joint and this is actually how i met jeff so we were up there, blazing a joint and i see these headlights come down the driveway next door to the back side of the house and we're sitting there getting high and look over and this this guy jumps out you know longer a little bit longer hair almost a mullet going on and he uh opens the back of his truck up and he's wrestling this fucking dresser by himself. Like this, it wasn't a little dresser. He was wrestling like a full size dresser out of the back of the truck. We're sitting there smoking and my buddy looks at me and goes, should we give him a hand? I said, yeah, when we're done with this, you know? So we watched him for a few minutes, wrestle the dresser out and uh, I haul it over off the roof. It was dark. out, so I am like, Hey, you want a hand? I just see this guy turn around. He's looking like for a squirrel and shit. You know? <laughs> it was, you know, but that was one of my first stoner stories. Wow. Nice. I don't believe you smoked at that point, did you?
3: Uh, no, I had, I had taken a hiatus at that point. Yeah. Yeah,
4: mm. Yeah. you're the
3: asshole who got me back into the shit, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, you motherfucker.
4: So. <laughs> yeah,
3: but look at where you are
2: now, dude. You're being interviewed, we're writing comics, we're filming TV series.
1: Wait, 30, wait, wait.
2: 36 years later.
1: So that's the first time you guys met. Right. And how did the friendship flourish after that? How did you then become two brains fused into creating such great art?
3: Um, Um, I'm going to give you my point of view on that.
1: Okay, yes. (laughs) He remembers it differently.
3: (laughs) Okay, because I, you know, I met this, I believe he was 14, maybe 15 years old at the time, wise ass punk motherfucking prick. (laughs) that's me that's me and you know (laughs) i became friends with the family obviously they lived right next door and i kind of took ben under my wing you know because he was a serious troublemaker and i figured that uh my fucked up guidance in some way may help him Mm. um i i still question whether or not that even worked but (laughs) um you know, and uh, we, uh, you know, we kind of hit it off. We we became uh, very, very close friends, even though I was in my early 20s and he was still a young teenager. You know, uh, it just it, it was a relationship that just kind of grew out of something that, uh, you know, he became my younger brother, so to speak. You know, and I wanted to mentor him. And, you know, he started working for me and my dad. Uh, which was really convenient because he couldn't get his ass out of fucking bed. So I would have (laughs) to go over there every morning and literally grab his feet and haul him out of bed to go to work. But I always went. Yeah,
2: you did. I always went. Even on the days where we got halfway to work and you said, nah, dude, we ain't going to work today. We're going fishing. I'm like, I could have slept for like another four fucking hours, dude. (laughs) No, I'm 15.
3: I think I was at pit parties every night. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> and, um yeah, I'll give you, uh, I'll answer the, the previous question, too. I'll give you my first experience getting high. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know how it was going to affect me. I mean, I grew up in an alcoholic family, so I know how violent things can become. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I hooked up with a couple of joints, and I went to the woods, and I climbed a tree. <laughs> and I smoked both those joints.
0: Oh, my God. It
3: took a couple of hours for me to be able to actually get out of the tree.
4: Oh
0: my god! Yeah, I bet. Sure. Oh my gosh! It's such a precarious <laughs> situation to put yourself in.
3: So yeah, so that was that was my first experience getting high. <laughs>
4: oh, that's great!
3: And I learned oh. to socialize after that, <laughs> and sh- and share. <laughs>
1: With the squirrels and share, yes. The share, right? The squirrels, So, where does the passion for comics stem from? Was there a family member? Was what was the first you stumbled uh... upon? Because there is a very like specific group of people who, like, you know, comic books are their thing.
2: Yeah, for me. Like, I mean, back in the day, I used to read comics. Like, I would like, read, like, Archie and stuff like that. But I really never had a passion for comics, per se. Um, we actually started writing this story as a book. So this is actually going to be a hardcover novel. Um, and I believe we were f- five or six chapters in. I Jeff let somebody in his family read it. And I think the first thing out of his mouth was, you guys are fucked up. But this would be this would this would be a great comic book. And I kind of looked at Jeff and I'm like, okay, you know, let's give it a shot.
1: Okay, okay. you know,
2: let's see. Let's see what we can do with this. And I mean, like he said, we were both in the construction industry. So, you know, writing comics was not really there Uh, as far as a writing background. Like Jeff said, he majored uh, in English, but I've always had influences from other people in my family that were like poetry writers mm. or diary keepers but all it all seemed to be a creative side of something um Jeff's a multi golden award winning poet as as am I so I can't kind of think the, the writing just came Nashville for both of us
4: nice. yeah. you
2: know and I would write something down he'd look over my shoulder and be like oh dude this needs that and I'm like oh fuck yeah." Dude, that's great. It's amazing. Don't go. Where'd you go? You know, yeah. and, right, and I'd write right. it into the story. But then five minutes later, he'd walk by and see where I was at. And then he'd walk away and come back with another
3: idea and be like, what about this? And I'm like, wow. Mm. It was just, but it, it, just it, it really started a long time ago. Right. Um, 25 years ago, well, 26, about 26 this year. Is it 26? Yeah. We had known um, each other for about 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, passionate about all of the uses you know for cannabis and weed and marijuana whatever you want to call it mm. the plant uh so we started designing and making t-shirts about the um the uses and uh, i remember our first shirt was uh it had a picture of a tree on the front yeah with a bunch of uh um uh facts. you know facts written down into the trunk and oh. it said if you want to save this and you look at the back of the shirt there was a big pot plant and it said cultivate this.
4: Oh I like that wow and
3: that was our very very first shirt yeah. I still it actually had a one. globe
2: I still do too. It has a globe sitting on top of the tree. Yes. Yeah yeah
3: yeah you know, and, it, and 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 all you know, that's all because of um, you know I, I watch the world huh? We were yeah. high. We were high. You know, I mean, I watch the world and and I see things that, um, you know, that should be different. You know, medicinally, uh, building wise, uh, you name it, and what this what this plant can do. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was before the internet. It was before all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you yeah, know, and was, then life just kind of happened, and it got put on the back burner. There yeah, is it, like a that's really about something.
0: the oh, sorry. I was just going to say, there is like a psychedelic quality about the internet and all of that stuff. And that, like people who discovered drugs in the past were probably like the first people who got to the internet also, right? Was there a correlation there a little bit? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, we had, I I had this good friend of mine, rest his soul, uh, who was a huge
3: computer geek. Um, You know, and he taught me an awful lot. We used to, we used to take our, uh, geez, back then, what was the first computers that were out? Those the, big motherfuckers. The 286 or the, I don't know, the old, <laughs> you know, like, you bis- get four megabytes shit. of RAM, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, we used to null-modem those things together and, and, and kill each other in Doom. Oh, yeah! I remember
2: that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it wasn't back D- in the D, Yeah, if it wasn't D&D, it was Doom. Yep. Or or Nintendo sixty four ice hockey where I would take many a paddles across the wrist for kicking your ass. Wow, <laughs> I saying?
1: Just yeah, I'm saying. I'm talking smack. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's because he can't so, reach over and hit me. <laughs> right. You know, and then you know we uh, we were on vacation and we just kind of revisited it. Um, you know, a couple of drinks later, and a couple of bones later, and you know the idea popped up
1: that's just how it happens right it's just a conversation it's yeah. just like you brainstorming with whoever it is and, and like you guys seem to really love to I mean obviously knowing each other for so long your collaboration with this because sometimes you think like if you were to create something with a close friend maybe it doesn't mesh. maybe the you know the critique or somebody says this or whatever and you can't really put the pieces together because it's maybe too many creative differences, but um, you guys had like a very similar goal.
2: Well, what we have in creativity is very unique. Um, So for those that don't know about the comic book, I'll just brief real quick. Jeff and I put ourselves as the main characters in the comic book. Who does that? Nobody. (laughs) Why? Because we don't know shit about comics. But as you read through the comic, the slapstick humor is us. That is how we interact with each other every day because we were around each other so much at work. (laughs) After work, I go over to his house, you know, after dinner or something, i go over. His wife was in nursing school at the time. So he was home alone. And literally we would game, we would play Nintendo or we would play chess. Well, that happened once when he beat me in four moves and I fucking quit. (laughs) 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 Well, he was on the phone, might I add. So yeah, chess was not my game. Um, But that creativity just kind of gelled from the years of knowing each other, yeah. you know? Um, and well, the, yeah. the other
3: thing, you know, the other thing too, is that, you know, Ben does what he does and I do what I do. And we allow each other to be our own individuals mm-hmm. and it just fits when it comes together.
1: Right. Yeah. You
3: know, Ben does most of the writing. You know, I'll peek over his shoulder and I'll throw in my little two cents here and there. And it'll get written in and stuff like that. But then he gives me his rough writings. Right. Mm. And then I edit it all down and create the chapters. And then from the chapters, the comics get pulled. Okay. okay. the
4: process. I don't
3: question his writing. Mm. I try to add to it and enhance it. Some things I'll change because, yeah, that's just a little too fucked up. <laughs> um <laughs> you know and nah. and the editing portion he really doesn't get involved with but he remembers because he'll he'll say something oh you pulled that out Well, you added this or you added this, mm-hmm. you added you this know,
2: and then mean? and then we'll discuss it yeah mm-hmm. right right you know but, but it just right. works
1: yeah but because you have that level of trust and the respect and seeing that, like, and you, uh, like you were saying, being individuals and highlighting what each of you have that is unique about yourself, and then it just coming together. What about the um, illustrations?
3: Do you want to answer that? Well, yeah, illustrations. It, it's kind of funny because I can't draw a stick figure cat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes I can less. do architectural drawing. I'm an architectural drawer because I used to draw all my own plans and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't work for comic books. (laughs) So when the comic book idea came along, uh, first thing we had to do was search for an artist. And we were very specific on the look that we wanted. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of images. We saw a lot of work. There was a lot of people reaching out um you know and for book number one we settled on this young guy eric yap out of california stoner we lo- stoner uh because we loved his style i think he called himself um a chinese mexican yes he did yes he did okay which <laughs> was really interesting to begin with
4: um, yeah. Um, yeah.
3: you know but he did a bang up job you know um And that was, you know, that's when we released the original premiere issue, which was Golden Era style, like back in the 60s. So the size was different. Everything was different. It was on newspaper print, you know, so you could silly putty the pages just like I used to be able to, because I'm like Ben, I grew up reading a lot of comics Mm. because I spent my summers in Maine at a camp with no electricity, no running water. And, you know, what do you do as 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 a kid growing up?
2: Yeah, I'd read comics, too. See, I was busy looking at, like, the uh, Sears catalog and Victoria's Secret's pages and stuff. So, just saying.
3: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, you think? I was going to come out of the
3: gutter for one
2: interview? No, that ain't, yeah. ain't going to happen. Jesus. Yeah, you usually know, so it's yeah.
3: you. <laughs> you, know, so, but, you know, so Eric did a great... He did a fantastic job on the artwork. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately... It didn't work out where he wanted to be involved with issue two. Um, so we kind of ran with a thing with, let's try and work with really no name artists to do all the interiors. Yeah. And let's get a name that people would recognize to do the covers. Mm. And that's where the re-release of uh, issue one came out it was all Eric Jeff artwork in it. It was resized into yep. today's standards. Uh, and that's Joe St. Pierre did the cover for that one. Joe St. Pierre worked for Marvel. He did all the number one selling Spider-Man covers. Yeah. In history. So, wow. Okay. So that was a new concept that's that cool. just kind of happened.
1: Yeah. That's really cool.
3: Yeah. It's not a concept
2: that we found being thrust into these multiple industries, especially the comic industry that was being done. That wasn't being done. Mm -hmm. It was a collaboration on the entire comic where the artist would put his portion into the cover, but the creator would also help him, you know, design. And it was like a four part series. And we just took one dude and we were like, no, you do this, you do this. And we kind of just fucking threw it together and it worked, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that goes to show a lot of things can be reinvented. A lot of things can be like you, right. you take it to the next step. You're doing this is your evolution of it. Um, right. you know,
3: well, yeah, I equate
1: it to um,
3: wow. um equate it. You know, <laughs> why is that too big of a word for you? No, um, I just was
2: like, wow, big <laughs> word.
3: Big word. Dude, dude, you <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we, I was in construction for many, many, many years, and. uh you know, I, I wanted to get out of it. The first thing I did was graphic design work. So I went to school and I learned Photoshop and I learned graphic design and page layouts and all that kind of stuff. Little did I know that 20 years later, that that was going to be a major portion of what I'm doing now. Wow. Because I do all the layout work. I do all That's that stuff. Amazing. Wow. You know?
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, but I went into um, fine furniture building. Okay. Because it was something that I just always wanted to do. And there's, a, there's a, a reason why I'm saying all of this because I showed up at this guy's shop and I said, um, I want a job. He goes, well, have you ever made furniture before? And I said, no. He said, well, why would I hire you? I'm like, because I know wood. I play with wood. And he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah. yeah, got got heard that. <laughs> you know what I
3: mean? uh, he caught his head a little bit. It. And I said, look, I said, "I'll you know, whatever you want to pay me, if you don't want to pay me, give me a month. Let me see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Six months later, I was a shop foreman and his lead carver.
1: Whoa. Okay.
3: Wow. Which blew his mind. I just, I just picked it up naturally. It was, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. a gift or whatever. And I had a meeting with him about a year into it. And he asked, you know, how did you do this so quickly? And You don't do it like everybody else does it. He used to show me like how to carve the shells. And I did it my own damn way because I was faster at it that way. Yep. And I told him, I said, look, I don't have the blinders on. I wasn't taught how to do this. So I'll try new things without questioning it. Mm. I don't have those blinders. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's the same thing with the comic yeah i've heard the story before, before. That's I, was why I shook my head i was just yeah. right but I, i'm not you know we're not limited to what we were taught because we weren't taught anything about right right. right yeah yeah uh, which
2: which has given us a shitload of freedom um to do things but go ahead i, I know you wanted to ask a question so i'll pull
1: yeah. that
2: back in. Let you, this is your show, man. I'm like, I feel like I'm interviewing you guys. No, you guys are the
1: guests, please. <laughs> oh, we want to hear you guys talk
0: as much as possible. Uh, no, I was just going to say that's just like a wonderful thing about uh, reading in general is like you can uh, just teach yourself basically anything. Like there's any type of book for free at your library. Like they give you right. literally all the information you need to do almost anything in the world at your library for free, as long as you get right. ma- mail to your house once. You know, I have a New York City library card, and I don't even live there anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, sorry.
1: Oh no, I I also wanted to know. Um, I I, I want to know a lot, but <laughs> your your thoughts on uh, the changing times, right? With stoner culture, with the weed industry, and with. Um, how everything has become like digitalized with making a lot of graphic art, a lot of novels, a lot of comic books, a lot of like, obviously even how like making that any story that goes to a page is processes, of uh, you know, like I said, evolved. So I know that's a lot, that's a mouthful, but pick and choose whatever you want to, but there's, you know, I, I just wanted to open the floor to You
3: know, whatever Yeah, no, I I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you know we work with so many different people. Okay. Uh Eric Yet, uh digital uh digital artist. One hundred percent. Yeah. Most of our interior artists have been digital artists.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. There's some that are combinations. Uh, But working with people like uh, Steve Levine from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Joe St. Pierre, these guys are old school. Jay Moores. Jay Moores. You know, I mean, these guys are like, these guys are old school. You know what I mean? And I'll equate that to, like I said, I do high-end woodworking. And I refuse as a professional to use digital equipment, laser cutters, CNC machines, etc. I okay. refuse. I do everything old school by hand.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Why? Okay,
3: because that's, because that's the art of it. The minute you, you, you can program a computer to laser cut and laser etch and laser do all of this mm-hmm. kind of shit, mm-hmm. and you can just keep repeating that process as many times as you want. To me, it takes the art out of it. It mm-hmm. becomes a beautiful creation. Don't get me right. wrong, but the actual artistic ability of the maker,
1: right? Gets it's lost. Yeah. Um, it yeah. Changed, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: And that's my problem with the digital world. But imagery, digital, uh, digital design, digital comics, digital film—all you know—that's got its own genre. You know what I mean? It's its own thing. But a guy at my age. I compare that to the old original hand-drawn, like, Disney cartoons where they used to do the plates and, you know, and the stuff that Philo Barnhart was doing, okay, with the Little yeah. Mermaid and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? so I view it in two different lights. And mm-hmm. what we have found and what we've actually done with the comics is it's a combination of both. hmm and even a lot of your um, uh, old school artists are trying to, they'll pencil, they'll ink, then they take the ink and they bring that into the computer to digitally color. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's that, there's a cross going on there. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, no, It's a
1: multi-layered answer because it is oh, a yeah. very in-depth question. There is no simple, you know, and everybody's experience and perspective on it varies. Um, right. So now leaving that topic and moving on to the next as far as the wheat industry as a whole, because <laughs> As far as like the, what you guys are smoking has changed, <laughs> the quality as far as where you're getting it from, as far as now, you know, Jersey was just recently legalized yep. in New York and like a lot is uh, happened even from the burst of the pandemic. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
3: About time. I have my very, very first thought on that is we got to keep the goddamn fucking greed out of it. Mm. Yeah. Because that's creating a shit ton of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's number one yeah. in my book. You know what I mean? And I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Ben go on because I've been yapping and yapping.
2: <laughs> no, man, it's fine because everything that the people are hearing is basically the same views that we share. So he just kind of went on a little longer. So, like your digital question, I, I like them both. Done you know <laughs> but, but the views are the same so and, and that's like we said part of 36 years of knowing somebody you know uh that's longer than most marriages i'm <laughs> yeah, just saying that is tax- tax- that you know? tax- um, so we just we work well together and we play off each other very
3: well you know and that's all so you know so, yeah you um yeah no i'm having fun the um <laughs> I love everything. Weed, weed, weed like you said has changed over the years i mean you know i remember as a kid oh jesus jesus oh my god oh well i got this bag of sticks and seeds let's crush this off and see what this stuff <laughs> you know what i mean um <laughs> it was the old brick weed you had to bust it with a fucking hammer and you know yeah uh, if you if you got if you got a, a green bud oh, my God, that was like saved for special occasions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You know, and, and it's, I like where it's gone. I think that, um, you know, what I've learned actually in the last five years is the edibles. I like where the edibles are going. Okay. Okay. I really do. And, you know, one of my reasonings for that is, and, and people that are younger than me are going to figure this out. When you get to be my age, being a smoker, it's harder to smoke now. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. The weed is a lot stronger.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. And for some reason, most of the strains that I smoke these days, I have sneezing fits afterwards and I can't figure it out. So I'm leaning more towards becoming an edible kind of a guy. Uh, It's taken a couple of years to try and, you know, control the dosages and, and understand the hard part of that is finding good reputable people that yeah. are actually making these things accurately, professionally, mm-hmm. okay, and something that's gonna work, that's gonna taste good. Right. I don't want to get a, a, a 30 the 30 milligram edible and be tripping my socks off because they put four times as much in because I was stoned as fuck when they were making it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, did yeah, I dose me.
2: that one yet?
3: Right. <laughs> trust me. That's somebody's happy.
2: gonna be
3: happy you know oh what I mean God. so uh you know I, th- I think that uh you know as as we move forward with the whole cannabis industry uh there, there's a lot of professionals now that are really trying to get their feet into it hardcore and I think that's a good thing okay mm-hmm. um the young stoners that just want to grow weed and, and that's great you know what I mean as long as you're educating yourself you're working with qualified people and you have an open mind. Right. You know what I mean? And you, you, have that, you have that willingness to accept what somebody else says without saying, you know, because the problem that I see, uh, at least around Massachusetts, you know, is that, well, my shit's better than yours and I make better stuff than you do and I grow better weed. Why don't you just fucking work together, man? And let's just get it all done right
4: yeah i do
2: i do want right, to in, jump in and, and touch on something that jeff said during that comment and that's education education and educating people about the uses and the positive effects is fucking huge yes and yeah. we we've put that that is one of the main things in the writings that we do and in the comic books it yes it's adult humor it, we call it you know educating to adult humor the positive effects of medical cannabis Mm -hmm. and you know some people say well what what are you educating on everything zombieism it's a whole. you know what i mean um so you might be reading issue one and jeff briefly will tell you this is how you decarb but he's not going to tell you all the steps to it because you know what educate yourself
4: yeah here's
2: here's the tip yeah. Go find the rest. Do your research. You know, we do yeah. things with cloning in, in different strains. So to me, education. And I—that's I, out of that whole spiel you got, I said education.
3: So yeah. anyway. Go ahead, well, it's, it's the education. And one of our main goals was to, when we first started, what I really wanted to do, and Ben saw it as we went, was try to break the stigma. Mm-hmm. that has been on cannabis for decades yeah yeah and, and do it in a fun way yeah so, you know what i mean and and that's that's still really really important to me because uh i mean you know i grow plants on my deck during the summertime and it's funny when i first started growing and uh, i go to maine for a week yeah yeah and my 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 in-laws come over to watch the house so I made special water buckets for him and gave him a schedule and this is you know make sure you know you feed these plants with this you know you put this much water in and just don't do anything else you know because my mother-in-law likes to pluck leaves and she likes to do all the shit (laughs) I'm like don't touch the fucking plant and he looked at it there's a this is a a, you know an 85 year old Italian (laughs) oh Oh, jeez That's it, a marijuana. (laughs) Yeah, it is. What you growing a marijuana for? I said, because it helps my back. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And since then, they've lightened up a little bit. My mother-in-law will actually use CBD for her knees. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that generation and, and even some of people in my generation, they just think it's a fucking drug to get people high. Yeah. And it's a lot more than that. Right. You know, recreation, that's the biggest market. Yeah. It is the biggest market. Yeah. But you know, trying to teach people uh, you know, low dose, you don't have to get fucked up all the time. Yeah. You just don't. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, speaking of which, we're going to take a quick break. I sent you guys a link. We will, uh, you did right back up. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple minutes. And while we wait for uh, Jeff to come on, uh, you guys can check out our other podcasts like The Morning Shower by going to slash podcasts. And also, we are still rocking nj Weedman's joint late night hump on the first second and third wednesday of the month from 8 to 10 p.m so uh come on out and check out that show we have great comics coming through now that it's getting warm outside we're in the backyard all the time just smoking and toking it and it's a great time um this week uh tonight when we release this probably um we are going to be roasting stoners, and we're also going to be showing our short film "Knock." So come on out if you guys are in the Trenton area, the Central Jersey, Philly area. It's going to be uh, the best place to be on 420. Um, so yeah, welcome back, Ben. Uh, it's good to have. Yeah,
2: I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how uh, how did the television show come about? Uh-huh. Um, so we were
2: doing a comic-con in 2018 that's when we released the first one and there was a gentleman there that's been in the film industry for a long time we'll get into his name in a minute so i said to jeff i said we should give him one of the premieres you know blah blah anyways long story short our wives showed up and they were taking pictures of some of the stuff and his road manager got mad and then i had a conversation with the road manager who brought us all over to meet bill diamond so, Bill Diamond is a three-time Emmy Award winner out of the Hudson Valley. Oh, cool! That's what it. Uh, worked for Jim Henson, so yeah. he basically was on the production crew for Sesame Street, The Muppets. Uh, he was—he's been involved in multiple things over forty-five years, and we got to meet him. And anyways, we sh- we showed him the comic book, and about about three hours later, he ventured over to the table, and was looking at the merchandise, and he said, "I want to talk to you guys." privately. So we all we all went in a room and I said to him, "Well, hey, you know, cuz he was talking about entertainment value with the comic and I said, uh, you want to do the film?" And he goes, "You're not fucking ready yet." Just like that. And I went, "Cool." <laughs> you know, because we don't know anything about these industries. Yeah. We're woodworkers or carpenters or general contractors by trade. And I said, you know, well, "Okay, well, so we had the conversation just chatted about it and he wanted to see what we were going to do. And I said, uh, as he stood up and walked out, I noticed he had a diamond logo on his sleeve. And I said, Oh, one of these days I'm going to have my logo on something like, you know, with yours. And he goes, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) So over the course of a year and a half, we see each other at events, but he was following what we were doing. He saw the drive behind what we had um, and how we took it from just being a comic book, but to a brand with merchandising and you know we like you know some of the merchandises we have zombie fingers that are individually hand blown so now that falls back to like Jeff said that we, we don't like the mold do you know what I mean yeah. yes so each finger is individually hand blown and wow. all, Amer- all American glass so there's no two the same
1: oh my gosh
2: So, but he saw all that and I'm waiting for Jeff to come on
1: <laughs> um
2: dude uh, while well, I'm, I'm you here got, Go oh, go down to the on. down to the corner. Oh, I did an
0: audio <laughs> podcast. Shout it out! <laughs> there you go. I got it. There you I go. got it. No, you
3: see the Zoom thing. Old people can't.
2: Hang. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> um, I miss? Not much. We I was talking about Bill Diamond. She asked about how the TV series came into play, so I brought him back to the original conversation with Bill, where uh, we weren't ready and we were fucking nuts
4: right yeah.
2: so that's about where now we're, we're ready
3: at. but we're still fucking nuts right right
2: <laughs> you know and i was at the point where i said over a year, a year and a half we saw each other at events blah 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 um and bill came to us during the second issue and he said i'd like to do something with you guys we're like okay he's like um i have these creatures they're called the ziffids originally they were manufactured 20 years ago but they never really went anywhere but I think I can turn them into cannabis plants that come to life, a reverse story of what you're doing Um, and draw. And he goes and draw, you know, three or four pages per comic for you. So in the middle of the comic, there's the zombies, if it's, which is a diamond production um, that's exclusive to us only. Oh, wow. And we developed a really, really good friendship. Um, And yeah, I mean,
3: go ahead. I mean,
1: that's Jeff, go ahead so
3: neat. Well, the story of the Ziffids is just, it's just so cool that he wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? I meant the film part of it. Oh, the film part of it?
2: How we got into the film part of it. That was the question. I babbled this time.
3: Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, the film part of it, like I said, I mean, I went back and forth on whether or not we wanted to actually do it. And originally we wanted to do a movie short right okay and when we sat down with bill and he was looking at it he said i don't want to do a movie short he wanted to do it um as a series or episodes or as he calls it issues because we have issues (laughs) okay and and that's kind of how it started so you know uh episode one was, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. Right. You know, no script, no no nothing. Uh, we would build the set. Uh, we brought in, uh, Ashley to play Piper. Um, you know, she's also from Plymouth and, uh, you know, a local artist uh, to do the makeup and stuff, um, just to have fun. You know what I mean? And we had a ball, but I don't, I don't know how much fun Bill really had, because he'd be like, <laughs> okay, all right, so what's the scene? What are you going to say, you know? Anyway, we right? just walk in, and we just do what we do, and it's,
4: yeah, yeah. you know,
3: uh, literally, but it worked. It yeah, worked man. just because of the way we played off of each other.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, we literally would open the comic and go, well, that's the scene. He goes, yeah, but th- there's two lines of fucking dialogue. You need more than that. I'm like, okay, so that's the open. That's the close. Whatever we put in yeah. the middle,
3: just leave, <laughs> you know,
2: um, totally. like Jeff said, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely a learning experience, you know, coming from our background. So we started shooting in Connecticut of a, a buddy of ours down there from WEPA farms. That's a shameless plug. Yeah. Um, Yep, Lou Vega. Yeah, donated an oh, acre, an acre of cannabis plants or CBD plants for us to go in and literally fucking destroy. To like destroy them because we had zombies because weed smoking zombies. So we had zombies in there eating plants and we were beating each other with them. And it was just, yeah. But we would get on set at 7 a.m. And at 1 a.m., Bill's like, all right, guys, seriously, man, we got to get this take. You know, and it starts fucking pouring out. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking Jeff's running around in bunny slippers and shit. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so. But that's how we kind of got involved in it.
4: Okay. We both,
2: I think we actually fell in love with what we were doing. Because not
3: many. Well, it was hands on. Yeah. You know, we built, we were building sets. We were helping set the lighting. I mean, we, you know, it's not like you're sitting, you know, these the actors that sit in the trailer and just, okay, you're up. You yeah, know what right. I mean? yeah. It wasn't like that at all. You, you were know?
1: involved in more than one aspect. Yeah,
3: yeah. right, right. What well, you know, when we had to build the dispensary, for example, um, you know, the, the, as the set, Bill's like, okay, well, just walk around the studio and just point out things that you want. So, like, okay, um, we'd like to use that door. <laughs> You know, and there was that, a story door, you know and that that you know and of course bill's like oh well yeah you could use that he goes that door was originally made and used and it was a, a frankenstein frankenstein movie, yeah you know what i mean uh, so yeah, it was used yeah, for sorry. frankenstein it's like okay well that's awesome
4: wow. you know, so different
3: parts different yeah. parts of the set they actually have a history which is really really cool
4: that's amazing wow.
3: yeah Yeah, I mean, like uh, when
2: we were filming episode two, we had to recreate a roof scene. This is one of my favorite of all times being on the studio. Now, mind you, the studio is 90,000 square feet on 10 acres. Yes. Right on the Hudson River. So when you walk out of his office and look, there's Bannerman Island. There's West Point.
4: Oh, my God. You know,
2: so it's really, really nice. But anyway, so Bill says to me, he's got all these stages because of PRG which is another company that he's affiliated with but they have stages from like Queen Madonna's last Tour, you know and they're just he goes grab this throw it down we're, we're setting it up and the paper flies up I picked it up and I'm like oh dude it's from the damn Yankees and he's like he's like yeah and there was an exit said you know TN which is Ted Nugent with an X. So I went over and I went, yes, and he goes, What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, you just don't get it because you are so desensitized from it that this is insanely cool.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Go ahead,
2: Jeff. Uh-huh.
3: Go ahead. <laughs> huh? the gummy well, that was, well, you know, yeah, it did Um
1: <laughs> that is but like that was the- working like i mean being a part of it being like fans of it and also being the creators of the next thing and also it's just like yeah like a combining two worlds that is really really cool it was
3: it was actually uh you know it's an incredible experience that um you know i view it this way you know if it never goes any further than it is today i've left a mark oh yeah yeah Absolutely. You know, and for me, that's what it's all about. Especially on Bill. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> you know, Sorry. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, Bill's, Bill's just a trip. And um, he's yeah. one of the most down-to-earth guys that you'll ever want to meet. He doesn't shut the fuck up when you get him talking because he's going to tell you, oh, yeah, I know that guy. You yeah. watch watching yep. TV and it's like, oh, yeah, I worked on that commercial. Oh, that's yep. my, yep. you know. Oh, I, yeah, did that, I like, want an Emmy for that. Right? <laughs>
2: Oh, I want a Rondo for that. You know, like, I mean, you're talking about somebody that worked on everything that you can think of, like stage, screen, behind the scenes, uh, the Yes Network. I mean, you guys must be f- familiar with the Yes Network yeah. down yeah. out of New York. Yeah. So he's affiliated with them. Disney. I mean, the PGA Tour. He lights all these things and he so, yeah. wins awards for the shit.
3: Um
1: goes On that's right. As
3: a matter of fact, I always I he called me today because uh, he was driving to Um, Chilla? um No, he uh, he oh, has to do uh, he has to do little, little shop shop. Of horrors. He's doing a right. little shop, so he was bringing Audrey. Yeah, uh, my
4: gosh you know,
3: uh, down to the theater because they had they were doing a little Shop of horrors thing down there.
4: Wow,
3: you know what I mean? And it's those little those little things that it's funny, you know. Ben used the word desensitized. Uh, You know, I was in the middle of, of you know, you know, well, when we, when we first started, it's like, you know, Oh, Bill's calling. Right. You know, you got to answer the phone. Now it's like, Oh, it's Bill. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to hear this and he's going to stop calling you. I'll call call him back. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's just, it's just kind of funny, but you know, I've spent a lot of private and personal time with him because uh, he's actually stayed at my house numerous times yeah. when he comes up to this area. And, you know, we'll sit, we'll sit at my kitchen counter till three o'clock in the morning, Oh, wow. you know, uh, yeah, but that's just drinking, that's drinking whiskey. Well, yeah, it's drinking whiskey and it's <laughs> talking and, making you know, memories,
1: man. Exactly. You know, it's making that's-
3: memories and, you know, his, his insights on life um, are very powerful to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he asked me a question once um, What is success? You know, and how do you achieve success? Um, and I didn't really know how to answer that question because everybody thinks success, oh, you know, you, you, you make a lot of money or, or you get famous or something you do just takes that off. Is and, that is know? not success. And he looked at me and he said, He looked around my house. Uh, looked at my wife. I've been married 30, 35 years now, um, and he said, "You're already successful." Mm. That's success. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah,
3: You know what I mean. And and that really, you know, uh, that really meant something to me. And that's how Bill lives his life. All Bill wants to do with us is bring us forward to the best of his ability. Right. Without asking for anything really in return.
2: No, no. I was going to add to that or that earlier statement and say, you know, not only were we, Jeff and I, and our co-star and our makeup artists a- allowed to do this, but we had sponsors. We brought sponsors in from the cannabis industry. And part of it was they were able to come down to the studio. They got a full tour of the studio. They saw Big Bird and Sully and, Took all these fucking pictures, but then we put them hands on building sets with a three-time Emmy award winner, and then we killed them in the TV series. <laughs> so, well, he, well no, not all of them. We doors. saved a couple of them. Well, because we they had the, they had the most money. We want them to come back. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Bill, the generosity of him, he opened the door. He took time out of his day to literally walk multiple tours through the studio mm. for our friends family um guests and that uh, you don't find that that just doesn't happen you know you yeah. know you, you know on the west coast production stuff is you know six hundred dollars an hour for a room that's what you get do bet, just be done mm-hmm. you don't have they don't take you you know they don't take that time to show you the ins and outs of everything that is involved.
1: Yeah, the time, the care that yeah. like, and you were saying earlier, your brand, like YouTube, like because it, it is so many people are creating now. Everyone's a producer doing their own thing. Now it's everything you know because people can.
2: If you get an iPhone, you can produce.
1: You know exactly. You can translate, it's, it's, edit it, do what your entire right. process, uh, technically your own way, and be based anywhere. Um, but it's like, what is it that is unique? to you, your brand, your, and your, both of you, your banter with each other, your, wow, it was translated into your writing, like, all of that that you've discussed is, like, oh, okay, that's the thing, it's just, like, Mm -hmm. oh, why am I watching, what is this going to, to leave, you know, what am I going to, to leave with, and still think about after this conversation, or still think about, and, like, uh, you know, your outlook on life, your personalities, also, which I think is, is, um, Refreshing and reassuring because I'm like you know as <laughs> us two were young in the game, but it is for young people where I was like oh we gotta get to the next thing oh we gotta rush we gotta do this oh what about this oh blah 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 blah. instead of like taking a beat and being in the present and being like right oh yeah we just we we do it because we love it but it's it's right. like it gets just so competitive it gets like you think when you're young you have to be at this certain level at that bar this isn't enough. yeah, the success thing, whatever. And you think like, oh, this won't qualify. Blah, 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 blah. All this nonstop worrying in your head. And then we see guys like you and we're just like, oh man, they're just like having the time of their lives.
2: Well, Jeff and I have always said this from day one when we started this, have fun. Don't be afraid to ask somebody something and have fun. And by doing that, we've been able to work with great artists right like right. jeff mentioned philo barnhart earlier he's a second generation disney legend that was one of the creators of the little mermaid but he worked on the original star trek for disney yeah. he worked for Hanna barbera so we're talking like old school hands-on type stuff um upwards of as you know i'm sure steve told you in the conversation we do a live broadcast slash podcast show as well Every Wednesday night, we're live. Uh, we broadcast 12 platforms worldwide and then rip down to 19 podcasting platforms
0: worldwide. Nice. What's the, uh, where's the best place to find that? And what's the title of that for people at home? It's still talking with every Wednesday
2: night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can find it on Facebook, multiple Facebook channels, multiple YouTube channels. Uh, you can go to Live 365 to Dead Dork Radio and listen to it live. Um, which is a radio station that we actually are part owners of.
3: Right, right. And they're all archived on our website as well. Yeah,
2: every episode's archived on the website, stilltoking.com, IMDB. Uh, so we're literally just about everywhere oh. with the live shows. Right. And where I was going was, is because of everything that we've been able to achieve and not being afraid to ask people, we've had some amazing guests. I don't know if you saw any of our list, but we got to interview Tommy Chong. You know what I mean? Oh, um,
0: yeah, he's a legend <laughs> for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, on the cannabis side of things, but we've also interviewed great actors and actresses like Dee Wallace from Cujo and E.T., you know, Anson Williams from Happy Days. Wow. You know what I mean? And even some more today's presence, like we have uh, Ling coming on this one. Wednesday.
3: Ma- uh, Wednesday, yeah
2: you know, from Crank High Voltage with Jason Statham, but she's doing a new show with Tom Sizemore. So you just you just ask people, you know what I mean?
3: Right, and have right. fun.
2: Right. That's well, and that goes
3: back down. to, um, you know, I remember when we first released, uh, the re-release of uh, issue one. Yeah. Somebody that took us under their wing, the very first Comic-Con that we ever did. Once that book came out, johnny c came up to us and asked yep. us how the hell did you get joe saint-pierre to do your cover yep and we looked at him we said we, we asked him
1: <laughs> That's i mean it. what's he
3: gonna say <laughs> no right yeah
1: that is right that is like the the worst that can happen you know what i mean yeah. and that changed like, his whole yeah. viewpoint yeah you don't you know see, I mean? people see it as like oh impossible like how could i do that how and you're just like right. you do it <laughs> there's right. no we hold we out. hold
3: nobody on a pedestal nope everybody is on the even playing field yep. nobody's better than anybody we're else right. Yeah. right you know okay. i don't i don't care if you're bill diamond and you're uh three working on four-time emmy or if you're d wallace if if you're I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? You're no better than anybody else. Yeah. And I live my life like that. Well, yeah, we both do. We both do. You know? Well, with the exception of my wife, if I want to survive the next
2: year.
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know? And that brings up the point of hearing the word no. I mean, we're both married. So, you know, you hear no a lot. I'm just going to say, you know. See, usually at night. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, or in the morning.
3: You know, sometimes oh, at lunch, but you know that's only on a good day. You know, but you know, I mean, my life, uh, you know, I'm blessed in, in a couple of ways because uh, you know, meeting Ben. Um, that wasn't a blessing. Well, curse? no, <laughs> well, at the, at, at, at the beginning it was, but to have that long-standing relationship. Mm is 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 rare it's very very rare Um, you know I married my high school sweetheart and we've been together over 40 years that's a blessing yeah and again extremely rare so for all you people out there when you find somebody that you click with just keep on clicking you're gonna fight you're gonna have problems you're gonna argue You're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to go through good times, tough times, bad times, and and, and every which way but loose. But Mm -hmm. the trick is to allow each individual to be who they are and appreciate them for that.
1: We've gotten such good. I need a tissue advice yeah, now I'm and, like tearing
0: up a little bit making me the the a little weepy
1: <laughs> well it's also it is it is great to hear and it, I mean yeah, yeah. we're in a relationship together Jordan and I and we're in a business together and we did not plan like you don't expect that things will go a certain way but we just like you know just enjoy working together it's just like the next thing you don't even realize it we're having conversations where like the business and the creative art just meshes into the religion because it's just like oh this is just what we love discussing or it's like you know we're having dinner and it's like oh oh what if we did this cool thing oh i have an idea oh my god great and it's just like you know adding on yes anding each other i mean we started doing improv together way back in the beginning so yeah it is literally yes anding each other in real life and doing like and, it, you know, it, which is, well. So- but, you
3: know, the other thing, too, is, you know, um, I learned a long time ago and, and it's a cliche, but it takes two to fight. <laughs> OK, so when I come home and I'm having a bad day and I go off the fucking deep end, my wife just sits there. She lets me get it all out. Mm. And then when I'm all done, she'll say, do you feel better? <laughs> she doesn't engage.
1: That's because
3: it's a... not about her.
1: Yeah. It's it's about you. Know you know what
3: I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you, Jeff. Yeah. Well, go. you know you know what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, yes, No, 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 that, no that is that such is great
0: good. That is that is that is very just,
1: That is very yeah. helpful to hear. Yeah, I know that is because I mean, And that thing you said <laughs> about success is track. also, yeah,
0: it's like uh, that is just uh, such wisdom, and I think a lot of people overlook that. Especially yeah. like my, like our generation is so obsessed with like getting yeah. one step higher, getting what like ten thousand dollars more, ten thousand dollars. Like, how can we get more? Like,
3: you can't like- look at it like that. Yeah, you just can't look like at it like that. Had. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Ben, Ben, uh, what you, uh, two years ago now was it? Two years? Yeah, it must must be. And he approached me and said, hey, um, oh, yeah. let's do a live show. And I looked at him and said, no, absolutely fucking not.
1: I immediately <laughs> dismissed it.
3: I just immediately dismissed it. I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not me. It's not what I want to do. And he talked me into doing a couple because we were trying to help Fylo. the time. Right. Right. Okay. Philo, uh, it was the 40th anniversary of Star Trek. It was, what, the 30th anniversary of Little Mermaid. Yeah. He had done a bunch of podcasts. Nobody was pushing it out there. So, we decided to, you know, we contacted Leo from the dorkening, and we said, you know, can we put together a little show and do this? And, and, you know, uh, me and Ben will co-host it. Uh, That's just kind of how it started, and next thing I know, it's fucking two years later, and here we are still doing these live shows every Wednesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some days it's tough because, you know, it's really not You guys know. It's all about the guest. It's really all about the guest. Because if the guest,
2: right. if the guest is just a you're gonna fall asleep ten minutes in, you know. Or you're
3: gonna be messaging but, each other like fuck, we got right.
2: 40 minutes left.
3: <laughs> you know, but you know, I, what I what I had to do was, you know, I had to play it my way. Okay, so I had to kind of develop a i i i say I developed a character, but I really didn't it's really me, but it's the rough me it's the my job view. on the <laughs> my job on the show is to embarrass or bring up things that they forgot about the guests forgot about you know what yeah. i mean when when i when we had uh what the hell's the dude's name from uh, Lost Boys, Ben? Uh, what was his name? Uh, the sax player. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, okay, player. put me on the spot now because I can't remember. I can't remember his name. I'm high. Uh, he was the big buff guy. I don't know if you remember the movie, The Lost Boys. Okay. The vampire well, uh, movie. We'll, we'll put you that know? in
0: the bio below.
3: <laughs> right, 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 right. But anyway, you know, so he was on, you know bodybuilder the whole nine yards and yeah. just out of the blue I said I looked at him and I said you keep playing that fucking sax I'm gonna, gonna stuff it up your ass <laughs> on a live show yep <laughs> you know what I mean and he basically looked at me he laughed he thought for a second he said if I ever find you and see you I'm gonna beat you to death with it oh <laughs> God. you know what I mean but it was all in fun and it, yeah. It's the way that oh, you have to nice. present yourself. Hmm. You know what I mean? You have to present yourself properly. And my job on the show is to get the guests to completely
0: relax. Yeah. And to be a Massachusetts you know what guy, I mean? you're always kind of roasting, you know?
1: <laughs>
3: well, yeah, that's what we do. You know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah, yeah. and
1: I'll
0: be perfectly
3: honest with you. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I just don't.
2: I think, I think we proved that numerous times Damn over the okay. years, you know?
1: It, it uh, helps, though, with doing, like, uh, I mean, most of our material is comedy, but it's, like, that mm-hmm. is the thing that has people ease into it, relax into it. We throw a challenge in here. The whole thing is you're high. We don't, just in audio, so it's not visual, so people don't have to be anxious about their appearance or when they're high and do whatever, like, it is... Yeah, Gandalf
3: it, it, and Bilbo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, dude.
2: Just stop.
1: Yeah, oh, is, nice. like, just stop right up. there. <laughs> Put the fucking like, brakes
2: on, Jeff. <laughs> the ahead.
1: comedy of it, the just, like, um yeah, I don't know. It is just, it is just not, like, not taking stuff so seriously. That's too good, like, it's, like, we're making all this up. Like, we're doing what? Art? Creative art? And people are actually out, like, being surgeons and saving lives and doing stuff. And we are, like, people during the pandemic looked to artists because they're like oh this is my escape like I have to watch something listen to something read something I have to like I'm too trapped in my house right now but we're it is like a you know you just get to a point where you're just like yeah why why am I so serious about this like all of it should yeah, be right, light, all of it because it's silly it's just bullshit None yeah.
3: of it- I mean you know it's funny because for the majority of guests we go backstage for about 10 minutes before we go live and I make it a point to let them know that I will probably say something that's going to piss you off.
1: You give them a warning.
3: (laughs) offend you. Okay. It's not meant, it's not meant in in any disrespect at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I tell them flat out, if it happens, just give it back because that's what I expect.
2: Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's why we run the eighteen plus disclaimer at the beginning of every show, folks.
3: <laughs> every show. But, yeah, that Gandalf story was with D, wasn't it? I
2: don't know. Wasn't that
3: the? Wasn't no. that with D Wallace?
2: No, I don't remember who it was with. But you will fuck. You fucking horrified him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not go there because i don't want to like ruin gandalf forever oh no
3: they're gonna have to go watch the episodes
0: to find yeah. out what Gandalf's yeah, we'll all about yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll put links below uh, right
1: yeah before we close out sorry was there no question you had uh if there's anything you want to leave um the listeners any last things you want to say and also any of your personal plugs your social media where i mean i know you already plugged the website And all that other info for where they can find you guys and your content. Um, But, yeah, I mean, anything you want to say before we close out?
3: Uh, Yeah, what I do want to say is um, follow us because you definitely want to come see us Mm. when we're out at events, okay? Yeah. Uh, This coming weekend, we will be in Bangor, at the Bangor Comic Con, Bangor, Maine. Nice. Um, we're working on some stuff in between for the summer, but we got a couple of big shows happening uh, in Maryland at the Maryland uh, Pop and Horror Con, uh, at that's the, end of the August. last weekend of August. Yep, uh, and then we have the THC Tidewater Horror Convention um, two weeks later in uh, Norfolk, Virginia.
1: Yeah. Oh, sweet.
3: And and we... Okay, so we'll be down in that area you know, uh, in the fall, right. so the summer, o- early fall. Not only will we be in that area,
2: but we will be running exclusive live media of all the panels. So if you can't make it down there, definitely follow, watch us uh, cause we'll be going live all weekend with all the panelists. Uh, get your questions in that way. It's, it's a great way to do it. You know, something else new yep. that we're bringing to the table with a media package. Yep. Oh, yeah, we gosh. get to
3: sit down and interview all of the celebrity guests, which is just sure. incredibly awesome. Yeah,
0: that does sound pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Definitely let us know if you're in uh, New Jersey and trying to do some shows. We'll, New York we'll, we'll if definitely you're find them, you know. Yeah.
2: Um, when we f- actually we film in Cornwall, New York.
0: Oh wow, my um, dad used to teach in Cornwall. Yeah, so it's really it's only about an hour from you where yeah. you know, the Jersey yeah. area.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Sweet. You know. All right, this has been great. Thank you guys so much for coming onto the show.
3: Hey, anytime oh, I appreciate you having us, it's
0: been fun, and you, I behaved myself, dude. Did you have I, a I,
1: I, session with Mary
0: Jane? <laughs> <laughs> that to uh, officially close us out. <laughs> oh, okay, I
2: got gotcha. you. I did. do want to say something to Jeff, though, and I don't remember. Oh, first, this is our first interview ever, ever, where nobody asked us about the trademark issues that we had with AMC and The Walking Dead.
1: Oh. Oh, oh. But now you'll have
2: to wait and come back for part three
1: then oh my god we have, to be and, continued
2: and time. <laughs> all right that's right. been a lot
4: of fun